Young Black Equestrians, the podcast, with your hosts, Abriana Johnson and Caitlin Gooch. So, Demond, thank you for joining us on another episode of our podcast. Um, first of all, we have started our episodes with telling everybody what we are thankful for today. So if you want to go ahead and tell us what you are thankful for today, and then we'll, then I'll share, then Caitlin can share. I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm thankful for my daughter. I'm thankful for the lifestyle God put me in. I'm just, I'm just thankful for the position I am in life right now. Just the way my life going, just pretty much it. I'm thankful for everything right now. I'm, I'm highly favored. That's awesome. That's good. Awesome. Um, yeah. What okay. I, today, today, oh my goodness. I am thankful today that I have another employee in training that once she gets fully trained, I won't have to work so many hours and I can do other fun things like this podcast and like some of the other stuff that I want to do because I'm not at work all the time. So that is what I'm thankful for. Training new people, not being short-staffed. That's good. Yeah. Yes, yes. Today um, has been a very, very productive day. From the time I woke up to right now, I have been nonstop. And I met this lady earlier in the library. Well, she has, we just talked real briefly, but come to find out she watched Black Country. And of course, that just exploded into another conversation. So Mm -hmm. I'm really thankful that I met her because she has already like texted me and was like anything that she can do to help, she would love to help. So I'm I'm thankful for those kind of connections. Yeah, yeah. Networking is key. All right. So, Damon, if you want to start off by telling us briefly about your, like, where you are, what discipline you ride, um, your current horse or horses, if you have multiple. Yeah, if you want to start with that, that'd be awesome. The horse, horse-wise, I, I got 17 horses right now. Most of my horses just ranch horses. Uh, got two team roping horses. I don't team rope, though. I just... For the last two, three weeks, I've just been buying uh, uh, two horses every week. Uh, but my main horse, I got a little blue horse I do everything on every day, no matter what it is. I don't care if I'm going to get breakfast it's on the trailer with me. Uh, but for horses-wise, I, I just, I got a lot of horses. They, most of this ranch horse, I got, I got like a lot of bucking bulls at the house. So, uh, them horses come in hand. Nice. And I, I, I deal with number quarter horses. That's all I deal with. So where are you located? Crosby, Texas. Oh, okay. I cannot say that I've heard about heard of that place, but I bet it's amazing. Yeah, it's about fifteen minutes from Houston. Okay, okay, cool. So, how did you get into horses? Like, were you are you born and raised there, or did somebody kind of get you into this lifestyle? The horses. Uh, be honest with you, I never liked the horses, but we. I just had horses my whole life. It was something that I. Had to do coming up. I always had horses uh, since, I don't know, I guess since I can walk, I always had horses. We always had horses. And as, as I got older, I I didn't have a horse for, I don't know, five, six years. And I here in the last couple of months, I just started back buying horses because I realized that 
I can't do nothing around my place, around the ranch without a horse. So mm-hmm. I'm just not getting back in buying. Anytime I see a good horse that works and stuff like that, look good and, and work hard, I, I buy it. But mm-hmm. I, I had one a long time without dealing with horses. I, I'm mainly just, I mainly deal with just bucking bulls. Mm-hmm. And so can you explain to us what it is exactly that you do with these bulls and what kind of competitor you are, if you are one? Oh, I'm a big competitor. Uh, the Bulls are having to a bunch of Bulls team events. They're having the rodeos. Uh, we go to we go to small events that might have twenty five hundred added, or we go to events that might pay fifty thousand in the night. Um, been raising some calves. Got a couple calves, not too many, but I mainly focus on the big Bulls, just hauling the shows and going to more Bull competitions, uh, rider competitions, and that's about it. I just been buying trading selling out of bulls that's that's mainly what i do all week buy sell and trade okay so are you like riding these bulls are you just breeding the bulls for these bucking rodeos yeah i'm not even just for breeding i I bought i buy them already kind of to that age uh okay i was riding i stopped riding about i don't know a couple months ago if you look me up i've been professional for the last five years i've been on the CBR tough for tough feeding and stuff like that. Uh, but I got hurt real bad and I just, my daughter come around, so I kind of took a little, kind of took a little break off. Yeah. Uh, took a little break and just kind of focused on her and just let her live her dream. I bought a bar, little barrel pony and hauling her to some little rodeos here and there when I got time. Oh, how old is she? She's two. Oh my goodness. <laughs> She too, and she travel more than grown people. Every oh, week, she in a different state, different city. Wow, that's precious. That is absolutely precious. So, how does one get into the buying, selling, trading of bulls? Like, what made you choose that as a kind of life path? Well, it it wasn't something I choose at first. I had I ended up getting a bull, some bulls from a good buddy of my name. Uh, J.C. Knapp, and he sent me like 10 bulls just to bring to my house and buck so we can get on for practice. And one day he called me and told me uh, he didn't eat the bulls to just sell them. So I ended up selling the bulls, and I realized how much money I just made in one day. And I'm like, man, these guys make this much money. So I went off and I started buying bulls myself, and I was like, man, this, this, this make more money than riding bulls. And I was making pretty good money riding bulls. But just every day in, day out, making money, selling bulls. And it, it really just happened from there. It was kind of an accident where I sold some bulls for a guy, and I seen how much money there was in, in the business. And so I just started myself, and I just started buying bulls. I started buying between four and five bulls a week and have them sold in less than two days. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just kind of blew up from there. So now it's got bulls and dang every pasture around Crosby. So how many bulls would you say you have now? Now at the house, total is probably about right at fifty head. Then I got a, uh, I got maybe three or four more in my buddy house. Not just moved three the other day. So all together, partner wise, now probably about at sixty head. So if anybody who knows me, they knows that I'm not really like a cow person. Uh-huh. So I don't know anything about bulls how how is it that you keep a bunch of bulls together like do they fight do they get along like how does that work i mean some of them fight but it's it's bulls fighting in the past so you just kind of just let them have their way and 
they eventually figure it out. It ain't like nothing. We see them fight. We run out there and try to break them up. We just, we see them fighting. We just go on about our day like we ain't seen nothing because they, there's so much <laughs> space and opportunity out there. They figure it out. And I don't, I don't think no human gonna walk in the middle of a pass and break up some bulls fighting. No. Mm-hmm. no. That sounds dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't see anybody ever going to do that. <laughs> That is, that's interesting. The land that you have all these animals on, and I'm guessing your house, do you own this land? I'm actually partners with a guy named Bubba Melster on the land. Uh, it was his property at first, and I came in, and we partners on it, and he kind of got up to age where he he couldn't uh, deal with stuff like he wanted to, so I kind of just took over. Mm-hmm. That's nice. So that's a nice setup. Well, at the house, it's not big at all. Uh, at the house, it's only 20 acres, but we just got another 130 acres around the corner, then another 50 acres. Uh, we just got the 50 acres yesterday, then we got another 12, then another 20 acres. And this is all in Texas? Yeah, this 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 all in my area where I live at. Wow. Yeah, we clearly no more than No more than five minutes apart from each other. Wow. Yeah, we need to move. Right. Where, where, where y'all live at? <laughs> We're in North Carolina. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We're in North Carolina, and land land of that magnitude is few and far between. Um, if if we find some land that's like a hundred so acres, one it's several million dollars, or it's three hours away. Yeah, in the flood zone, so it just down east, it just floods and it's not good yeah that, that land. land down here land down here pretty expensive too tell us um just a little bit about how this lifestyle like the i mean i don't want to just say country because i feel like that kind of has a negative connotation sometimes but tell us how kind of the lifestyle that you're living now has affected you I mean, it, it affect me a lot. Uh, I, I'm really just a little kid from Houston. Uh, I got a rodeo, met somebody, got a rodeo at an early age. And, uh, but if it wasn't for the person I met, I probably would Being from Houston, there ain't too many country people. Uh, I probably would have went down the wrong road. So, I mean, this, the the life I live now, it, it changed everything. It changed my living. Uh, my two-year-old daughter going to live a different life than I live. I mean... Mm-hmm. You meet good people. It's just a, a, a totally different environment. Everybody, you know, country folks is more, you know, they believe in everybody's family and stuff like that. So, I mean, it, it changed everything for me from traveling every week to just being able to wake up and go to anywhere I want without having to plan no trip out or be like, next month I'm going to go to Vegas or just wake up and just like, I think I'm going to go to Vegas today just because I want to, just because of the, this country life that I chose that, have friends and stuff in different cities, different states, and just jump up and leave whenever you want to. That's nice. What are some of the challenges you have faced choosing that lifestyle? It gets a little dangerous for us messing with bulls. I didn't been hurt and broke a bunch of bones and stuff like that. Some of the challenges, sometimes it might be cold or just 200 degrees and you don't want to go outside and feed or just mess with the stuff and that you got to drag yourself out the house just to do this stuff and I mean, it gets it get, it gets hard. It, it ain't it ain't all what it seemed like in pictures and videos. Yeah, it's a lot of behind behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, and that's one of the things that we want to kind of bring to light on our podcast 
everybody thinks you know this this country life you know they listen to old town road they think that like oh we can do this you know oh all i gotta do is get some cowboy boots and they don't have the respect or even acknowledge the sheer amount of work it takes to sustain a lifestyle like this that is why we are here to share these stories it, it, it's definitely not what you hear in country songs and and what you see on TV, it's, it's a totally different ball game. Mm-hmm. What vision do you have for your your future? Like, what if you, if you could, you know, money is not an issue. What what vision do you have, or wh- where do you see yourself? You know, well, in a few years. We ain't gonna say money not an issue, but my vision. <laughs> uh, uh, to be honest with you, my vision is is. It's pretty much what I'm doing now, but I, I know that I can take another step. And you, you never, you never be too comfortable in life, but I know I can take another step. My vision is just kind of be one of the best uh, African American stock contractors that there is. There's all there, there's one stock contract that, but really the main reason why I got into the bucking bull business, a guy named Dennis Davis, only black guy I ever seen on TV, and got some of the biggest million dollar bulls there is right now. He's actually one of my best friends. Uh, talk to him every day, go to his house, but uh. I, I just love to be in his position one day. Own a own a multi million dollar facility and just own multi million dollar bulls just right in your backyard. That would be nice. <laughs> so I know there's got to be some like ranking of these bulls. Like what is the difference between a multi million dollar bull and a thousand dollar bull? Is it how many people they can uh, buck off? Uh, uh, a, a million, a million dollar bull is uh, is mostly what they take to fraternity. Is these two year old bulls that's going to go buck for a million dollars? That's worth a bunch of money. And your thousand dollar bulls is, is just pretty much the little bulls you just see at your little backyard rodeos or your little hometown rodeos or something like that. That's just you know little thousand, fifteen hundred, twenty five hundred dollar bulls. Mm-hmm. The million dollar bulls, the bulls. I'm not even gonna say men. The bulls you see that worth a lot of money is the ones you see on TV. Them bulls going. Them bulls going anywhere between forty to ninety thousand dollars a piece. Yeah. Wow. I just I I know a buddy got a guy. He went and bought a bull not too long ago. He spent one hundred twenty five thousand on them. So when they buy them, they just use them for those pro rodeos. Uh, it it all depends on what caliber bull you have. Mhm. But if you have one that was high dollar bulls, that you you want to go big if you got a big bull, because if you spend that much money, you go want some of that money back. I don't care how much money you got. <laughs> it so, ain't nobody just that rich to go spend a hundred thousand dollars on a bull and don't care if they make a dollar off of them. Right. Mm-hmm. So in these futurities, when the bull goes in, you know, and whoever is riding them, the bull owners get some kickback off of their performance. Oh, they get all the kickback. Oh, they get all the money. Oh, interesting. Yeah. If you got a bull good enough, you can you can win in at, at the at these big shows on the charity board, if you got one that's good enough, you can win anywhere between ten to a hundred thousand dollars in one night. Wow! So compared to okay, the Bucking Bulls compared to Bucking Broncos, who is bringing home more money from these rodeos? Is it the Bulls or the Broncos? For sure, the Bulls. I was about to say it's got to be the yeah. Bulls. 
for sure the Bulls. Like I know one of my good good friend named Sage Kimsey. This kid, he only twenty three years old. Not too long ago, he brought home over three hundred twenty five thousand dollars in two days. So you know that's that's, that's a lot of that's that's a lot of money. Just you know, I might have to get in the cows. <laughs> yeah. That's that's why when y'all wrote me saying something about horse, I was like, yeah, the horses they okay, but I'm, I'm the bulls are my pride and joy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's I mean that's a different perspective, definitely. Earlier, was it last month? We me and Ariana were talking about we're talking about rodeo animals, and you know how some people are against against rodeos and then some aren't um could you talk to us about i guess what benefit you see from from having bulls and rodeos i believe you wouldn't consider animal cruelty but what would be your stance against that Uh, against uh explain it one more time so like you know how some people say like rodeos is animal cruelty animal abuse have you ever have you ever come across that I, i i come across a lot uh when I met with some of them big shows, you probably have, you probably have people outside protesting and stuff like that, saying animal cruelty and all that. But be myself, I, I'm I'm so focused on what what I'm doing, and w- rather than what other people are doing, I don't care what you're doing in front of me. I'm so focused. When I step out the truck, I'm there for one reason and one reason only. So I, I it, it never crossed my path, even though it be in my face half the time. I I never think two times about it. Mm-hmm. I'm just one of them people. I just kind of mind my own business. Even if they protest and all that, people tell me somebody not. It kind of just going one ear, not the other. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the flip side of that is that one, these bulls are worth so much money, they get taken care of pretty well. Am I right? Oh yeah, they get taken care of more than more than uh, some people's kids. Like I'm my scratches and all these bulls, they they get took care of too. They they go to massages and go work out and go swim in different spaces, different pools and stuff like that. Stay in exercise. They get worked out to the team. Mm-hmm. So what's your favorite part of what you do besides making the money? The hauling. I, I, I love traveling. Yeah? They're just hauling the bulls everywhere? Everywhere. You name it, we go. That's cool. What kind of rig do you have? Uh, right now, I am driving a Dodge Dually, but in the next two to three weeks, I'm about to get a mini Freightliner. Nice. We just we just went and looked at it a couple of days ago. Have you been to California? Oh, yeah, a bunch of times. To buy cows or just to, I mean, buy bulls or? I've been there to ride bulls. I've been there to ride bulls and take bulls. Oh. I, I took bulls down there with um, one of my buddies, uh, Dennis Davis. Mm-hmm. Anywhere on the East Coast? Yeah, I can't remember what town it was. Have you ever been to North Carolina? <laughs> North Carolina? No, I have not been to North Carolina. Well, see, you know, we don't. I don't think we have a lot of bull riding here. <laughs> not the kind of bulls you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they have. We might have like, like the. Maybe ten thousand dollar bulls, Caitlin. You think your daddy got the ten thousand dollar bulls coming to your <laughs> house? <laughs> yeah, it might be the ten thousand. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't never really hear about stuff going on 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 that part of the world, in that part of the world. Yeah, well, I still don't hear Spanish, so I don't know if you cross paths with any of those the Spanish rodeos. 
No, I can't say I have. Well, it's a it's a large world out there. <laughs> yeah, very, very. So, so, what advice would you give, like aspiring business people? Because I mean. I know, you know, you ride bulls, you got bulls, you trade in, but you're also a businessman. So what advice would you give kind of aspiring business people um, who may want to get into something like what you're doing? Man, in this, in this bull riding um, industry, it's so, I don't know the word to say it, it's so... Uh, this boy industry, you pretty much want to keep your business to yourself. But if you go do something, don't be scared to do it. As far as hauling bulls, take the risk on buying a bull. If if you think you good, might not be good. Pretty much, I can say just if that's your passion, do it. It's not. It's not. It's definitely not a business you will get. It's not a get rich business. You're gonna spend way more money than you make. Because mm-hmm. right now, everybody owns bulls, but. If it's something that somebody want to do, go for it. But it's 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 gonna be a whole lot of ups and downs in the business. Mm-hmm. It, it ain't just good what it look like on TV or when you see them at rodeos, thinking the guy who want to make all the money and all that. Yeah. What is the biggest risk that you have taken with your business? Was it on a bull? Was it on kind of placing that bull in a rodeo? My biggest risk probably been riding them. Very true. Uh, yeah. That's that's. Pretty much the biggest risk you can do getting on one. Yeah, mm-hmm. your life. <laughs> yeah, your yeah. Life. I've been through a lot of broke bones, so that's it's definitely a risk. I think you'll go back to riding horses at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I ride horses every day. I mean, that's how that's how we do a bunch of work around the house on horses. But you don't you don't compete with horses at all. No, no, I I, I don't compete with horses. Yeah, I mean, but to have seventeen of them, you gotta still be maintaining them. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a job in trying, itself. I, I I actually making posts. I was trying to get rid of a bunch of them. I just gave a couple of them away to one of my buddies yesterday. Just got two men. I, I just need three or four good horses. That's it. I don't know what I was thinking about horses. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because you sound like my dad. <laughs> yeah, that feed will build ain't no joke. No, mm-hmm. no, it is not. That feed bill is. Yeah, and I had to go buy some bull feed and horse feed today, and I, I didn't cry when I swiped my cord. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. What do bulls eat? Cheese. Well, yeah, but the, is it like corn? <laughs> horse like, feed. <laughs> like, is it like uh, horse feed? Like pellets? I, I, I go. I, I drive by, dang it, two hours from my house just to pick up this certain feed that this guy make on his ranch and they just got a bunch of proteins and a bunch of vitamins and stuff to keep bulls with a lot of energy, keep their attitude, kind of keep them snorty and stuff like that. He's he been custom making the speed in his place for a long time. And it also keep good weight on them and, you know, keep them in good shape, keep they, keep they, uh, keep them shiny and feeling good. That's nice. Does he also make the horse feed? Yeah, but I, I just, I just stop at whatever feed so I see with like some <laughs> the horse feed. Yeah, <laughs> the horses are the ugly stepchildren. I know. Yeah, yeah, pretty, that's pretty much how they how they treat us. The I mean, all of them look good and butterball fat, but it it ain't too much attention on. Yeah. Well, they have a job, so you know yeah. if. Yep. That's they that's do. better than nothing. They they live a good life. They can't I, they can't complain, but it's 
I spend most of my most of my time with the bulls and working with them. Well, that is cool. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. Anytime. Thank you for listening to Young Black Equestrians, the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for updates. Listen, rate, and review us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Tune in next week for another episode.